Hey, welcome to another coaching podcast with the coach Brendan Sir. And today, uh, getting ready for the final four, it, uh, what a weekend of uh, Sweet 16 and Elite Eight basketball. And tonight, uh, as I'm going into this, our women, you know, will get their final two teams for their final four being Friday and Sunday in Minneapolis. Uh, but in New Orleans this weekend, Saturday and Monday night, probably uh, maybe the greatest uh, Final Four in history as far as interest, ticket prices, uh, the, the you know the end of an iconic era of coaching with Coach K, uh, Bill Self, another Hall of Famer. The great Hubert Davis, what a first year at Carolina, and another Hall of Famer. Imagine having three Hall of Fame coaches, Naismith Hall of Famers, in the Final Four with Bill Self, Jay Wright, and Coach K. So it's going to be an incredible weekend. Four great teams, and uh, I, I can't wait uh, for Saturday and Monday night when we crown a champion. So it's been a great, great season in college basketball, one of the best ever. I think we've gotten through the pandemic you know, after having scares in December and early January. Uh, and we're coming through this in a beautiful way. Attendance is all-time high for college basketball, as we saw through the regionals. Uh, it's a great, great time for basketball in our country. Uh, but I think uh, one of the really things that really we're happy at coaching you to be back in the game after getting through two tough years with this pandemic is that we're going to back to Vegas uh, in July, uh, right in step with the NBA Summer League, as we always do, because we have NBA coaches as our professors at Coaching U. Uh, some of the greatest coaches in the game are out there, very limited. Our Coaching U Live VIP event is only 100 people we allow in there uh, for really intense and <laughs> incredible learning where your courtside right around these tremendous coaches, learning at an all-time high level. Uh, and then for the first time, we're hosting another event at Planet Hollywood. That The coaching clinic, Coaching Live VIP event is on July, Saturday, Sunday, July 9 and 10. But then on Monday and Tuesday, we've had such a demand for people that want to get into professional basketball in the front office capacity to be a scout be in player development, to learn in the video room, uh, then to someday hopefully become a, you know, a, a director of player personnel, a, a GM, and maybe, you know, even a team president. So uh, the NBA is a great place in the G League now to develop those skills. We have, we've done this program before with the NBA Players Association. Now we're bringing it out worldwide for people from all over the world will be coming in to learn. Uh, and I think you're going to find it to be. We have the very best people in the NBA and the G League that will come in and be our teachers. I just facilitate the program. And I think you'll find it, it is one of the greatest learning things. The biggest thing about both of these events is that if you sign up by midnight, Monday night, when the Final Four ends, you get $100 off of each of the programs. And if we have a full access package that if you want, you can go to both events over four days and save $250. So it's it's a tremendous bargain for you if you're into learning, investing in yourself, and really want to, you know, see if you can take that next step in your career. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. 
And then we also are launching our Coaching You Plus. Coaching You Plus is something uh, that we've wanted to do for years. Uh, Coaching You Plus is taking everything that we have gathered over 13 years, all of our videos, all of the things that we have done in Coaching You, our courses and things like that, we're putting them into one platform where as a coach, whether you're in a high school, college, NBA, whether you're in China, you're in Yugoslavia, you're in Milan, Italy, or you're in Australia, Canada, or anywhere in the U.S., for $7.99 a month, $7.99 a month, you have access to everything that we have in our incredible library of things. And we're going to keep adding to it on a monthly basis. So what you see now, it's not a lifetime thing. It's there for you. And you're going to be able to have access to this. And we're thrilled about it. We think it's really one of the greatest things that's happened in coaching for learning that's ever been out there. So again, go to coachingyoulive.com forward slash 2022 to learn more about all three of the programs, but really take advantage of these. These offers end on Monday night at midnight. So coachingyoulive.com forward slash 2022. And uh, after this quick timeout, you're going to hear BJ Armstrong and I talk about the final four and the four great teams there. So we'll be back after this timeout. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined the shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that's just collecting dust in your gym, did you know that you can trade that in to Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish? Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention Coaching You or our podcast for $300 off your purchase. Coaches, are you looking to take your game preparation to the next level? Then Fast Model Sports is the perfect coaching software for you. With FastDraw, build an organized library of plays and drills and create professional playbooks to share with your players and staff. You can also download over 9,500 free plays and drills from our Playbank directly to your FastDraw account. Looking for a better way to build your scouting reports and want to include video? With FastScout, build custom scouting report templates to prepare your team best for each individual opponent. Plus, did you know with the latest updates from Fast Model Sports, you can now include video with your FastScout reports and share with your coaches and staff all within the FastScout mobile app. 
The combination of fast draw and fast scout is by far the best way for you and your coaches to create winning game strategies and effectively communicate them to your team. Over 10,000 high school and youth coaches trust Fast Model Sports products to help their teams reach their goals. To order, go to fastmodelsports.com, use code COACHINGU15 to get 15% off any Fast Draw or Fast Scout products. Remember, go to fastmodelsports.com, use code COACHINGU15 to get 15% off any Fast Draw and Fast Scout products. We're with my buddy, B.J. Armstrong. Oh, man. If they were all like you, baby, I'd still be coaching. <laughs> Welcome, buddy. Good to see you. Talk to you every day a couple of times, but it's good to see you this morning. Oh, it's beautiful to see you, to be with the coach. I don't know the knowledge. I'm ready. I don't know how much I should be talking because I gotta. I, I can't talk and learn. So I got to learn from you. So, but today... You have a, you, yeah, you have a young son. You know how it is. <laughs> you're teaching him, but you're learning at the same time. I get it. Oh, and we're both married, so we know what that's like, too. So, uh, But I know we talked so many times over the last two weeks since the NCAA tournament started. Uh, no matter how many years you've been in the pros or dealing with pro players, there's nothing like March Madness, is there? Yes. You know, March Madness is great, and it brings back so many fond memories because you're playing with this sense of urgency, but more importantly, the energy, uh, the energy that's in the building, um, you know, the way the games are played, the styles, the contrast of styles, watching how players respond to pressure and high-pressure situations, the coaching, coach, uh, you know, all of the different coaches and plays and systems. So it allows you to see the game at a level, the way, you know, the, the, the way the game is, you know, being played around the country. And all of a sudden you playing really these little two, I, I just say there's three little, little two, uh, two game tournaments every week. And then all of a sudden you get down to the final four, which is the final step. So it's great. Uh, it's so exciting and so much pressure and the emotion that it brings, um, it's just phenomenal to watch these games being played at this level with this level of intensity. So your alma mater, the University of Iowa, I picked as a Final Four team. I love their team. You know Keegan Murray is one of my favorite players yes. in the country. I think he's going to be an incredible pro. I got you all excited about him, you know. And then we both go and watch him, and they lose to Richmond. And one of the big upsets, I just thought, I just thought that was a team – that was built, well-coached, that all of a sudden I thought they had at least Sweet 16 and Elite 8 type of potential Iowa. Yeah, you know, Keegan and I, Keegan Murray, you know, watching them and you and I talking every day, you know, we thought this guy's like, wow, this is a top 10 player. And we watched all year, and I thought with them winning the Big Ten tournament, I thought this team is ready. And as you know, coach, you need excellent guard play and you got to have better than average guard play to continue to advance. And no matter how much the game changes or whatever system you're running, it always comes back to your level of guard play, being able to protect the ball, handle pressure, but more importantly, make shots in a very timely fashion. And, and you know what, for whatever reason, Iowa, their guard play wasn't able to do that. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, Keegan Murray, I thought he really 
played exceptional this year. I thought he had a terrific individual season. I thought they overall, they, I thought they played well. Um, I thought, you know, them winning the Big Ten, I don't think that was something that I said, I, you know, I would have picked them at the beginning of the year. However, they did mm-hmm. do it. They were able to play, play well, accomplish that, and get to the tournament. And lo and behold, he gets, I think he's going to be a top 10 pick, and I think he has an opportunity to be an excellent professional player. You know, a couple of the real surprise teams that didn't make it were I was absolutely stunned, and I think the basketball world was stunned at every level, when a team like Kentucky, a number two seed that really could have been a number one seed, frankly, uh, over Baylor, because Baylor had lost great players through injury. Uh, Kentucky, I, I, I thought Cal had a team that was capable of winning the whole thing. And to get a pretty good seating in their tournament and play St. Peter's, you know, and, and it's indescribable how a team like that can and beat up a team like Kentucky. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Uh, and we see, you know, it's rarely ever happens, but uh, tell me about a Kentucky because they have a team with several pros, but then talk a little about St. Peter's the team that captured everyone's heart. Well, you know, as they say, that's why you play the game. And mm-hmm. you would think, you know, you look on paper, Kentucky, you know, they're one of the great schools as far as basketball and what they've been able to accomplish speaks for itself. And then you have St. Peter's. But you know what? When you play the game, you know, everyone puts on their uniform the same. Everyone ties their shoes up the same. And then when you go out there and play. And the, the interesting thing to me that's always been intriguing as you watch the collegiate game, even more so than the pro game, is the impact that a guard can play, an excellent guard play. And the one thing when you look at St. Peter's, they have multiple guys who can initiate their offense. They can break pressure a number of ways, and they can negate any type of pressure as you begin to extend your defense. You know, that's just the way their team is constructed. So when you begin to build pressure against them and turn up on the defensive end, they're able to not only handle the pressure, but break it down, execute and score, which, you know, a lot of times will force you to play a certain way or or see something maybe you haven't seen before. So I'm not surprised, especially today, the way the game is today and, and all of the rules that you'll have a St. Peter's. And I think you'll begin to see more and more of these type of teams in the future because of, you know, these guys stand in school for, you know, two, three, four years, the way the, the transfer portal has happened, it really has kind of leveled the playing field the way it used to be, let's say, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So um, as much as I want to be surprised, I'm not surprised. This is, you know, you have one game, you know, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. You know, when you play one game in college, anybody can have a good game. And at any given moment, it's not like the NBA where you got to win four out of seven. Now, if they were to beat them in a series, I would be really, really impressed. But one game, I think the way the game is played, the way the rules are, you know, I I don't I think this will be probably more of the normal than really an upset like we would say maybe 15 or 20 years ago. You know, coaching stars evolve out of March Madness all the time. And the star, I think, that evolved out of this was Shaheen Holloway. Yes. And I was, you know, and looking back, he really looks young on the <laughs> sidelines, right? <laughs> and, and you're really surprised when you see he's 48 years old. You know, he looks much, much younger. And uh, and I was looking 
you know, and he was a McDonald's high school American right. as a player in Jersey. And, but then to see that, like, I'm thinking about it and I'm saying, you were playing for me and Chuck Daly with the magic while this guy's a high school player, <laughs> right. you know, and, 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 and could have gone to Duke or any place, but he chooses to go to a school right near his house and Seton Hall. And, uh, the, the, you know, we always hear the blue blood coaches give coach speak, uh, you know, all these cliches and, you know, and this guy was so refreshing because he said, are you guys scared to play Kentucky? He said, my guys all grew up in New York and New Jersey. <laughs> they, they, they ain't scared of nothing. They got to they come to school. They, you know, every day they got to be, you know, where their environment is. And I, and then I thought really something that was really cool, he said, is, uh, you know, how could your guys even approach to play against players like Purdue and Kentucky? And he said, you obviously haven't played in a park right. where the winners get to stay on the exactly. court. He says, these guys have been pl playing all their life where they weren't the best five on the court, but they had to win to stay on. And I thought that was really refreshing to hear. Yeah. You know, it was, it was great to hear him talk, you know, um, at St. Peter's there. And, and the reason it was, it was so refreshing is, is because it was the, it wasn't the the traditional answers that we normally yeah would hear. Uh, we were just well prepared, and we had a couple of days of practice. Um, and the thing I was more most impressed with was his level of communication of how he was able to communicate with his team, and you could see the joy that that they have with one another and the respect that they have, and they really embrace being the underdog. And I, I always love that. You know, it's it's yeah. easy. You know, any, you know, I think it's just normal to root for the underdog and to know sure. all of the obstacles, the resources that's necessary, the, the the facilities. And when you start thinking the difference between St. Peter's facilities and let's say the University of Kentucky's <laughs> facilities, you're like, there's no way. And the resources and all yeah. of the things that they have. But you know what? I, I think you're always cheering for, you know, human and the human achievement to overcome these obstacles. And it was very refreshing, unfortunate for if you're a UK fan, right? Uh, but it was right. it was great to watch. And I'm telling you what, uh, to watch how his team responded was just phenomenal. And it doesn't matter, you know, how you do it. You just want to get those level, those results. And that was terrific to see. And, and um, I'm really... Think, I think he's going to be one of the stars in the future of the way he's able to communicate. You know, it's always about the people. And mm -hmm. I think he has uh, a level of communication that, you know what, I think is phenomenal for this game because you could see it's one thing that I, I loved about his teams was his teams took responsibility and they held themselves accountable as they were playing. You could see that they were invested yeah. into this group. You could see the way they played. You could see the way he coached, and he made it about those kids. And that was just great to see. And, um, you know, I think he's going to be a star moving forward. Let's put your professional hat on now as we get to the Final Four. This weekend in New Orleans, Saturday, we have maybe the most iconic matchup in the history of the Final Four. The first time Duke and North Carolina have ever played. That? in the history of the NCAA tournament. Absolutely hard to believe. And and with Coach K now finishing his career, 
our friend, Hubert Davis, yes. who I'm so thrilled for, you know, you played against him and I coached him to, and I just am so excited. His first year as a head coach and now he's in the final four. That is just awesome. You know, how about that is a little, pre- how about that is a little pressure for uh, coach Davis? How about that? You know, he's coaching against coach K and perhaps his final, final game where we know it's going to be his, you know, final, final four experience. So, um, I think it's going to be incredible. It's going to make great, great TV, great theater. And we know what happened there in Duke. So I think, I think there's going to be a lot of obstacles. There's obviously going to be, there's a lot of, uh, you know, let's say there's a rivalry there. There's going to be a lot of bad blood in the building. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's when you're saying that, I was like, wow, this is the first time they'll ever be playing in a final four. So I, I think, in the NCAA and, tournament I, at all, not just and the I, Final I Four. Mean, think about the, all, the the, all the success that both of these programs yeah. have had to say that. So I think you couldn't get better television. And this is this yeah. will be great. I definitely will be glued in. You and I will probably be talking, you know, 10, 10 or more times during the game. Did you see that? But I, I just think it's going to be great. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. And you know what? And how about Coach K, what he's been able to do? And the humility in which he's gone about this experience of enjoying it. You know, so many times when you're participating or you're coaching and you're in it, you never get a chance to enjoy it. But I, I get the feeling watching him and, and listening to him in post games that he's really taken in this entire experience, however it plays out. Uh, and it's just saying, you know what, I'm going to enjoy it. And he's along for the ride because his kids have really responded. Uh, in these first, what, four games, and uh, hopefully they'll get a couple more games out of it. Yeah, I've, I've known Mike and coached against him over 40 years, and uh, and obviously we were teammates on the Dream Team, but the thing I – I think Mike was really upset the way the whole final game at Cameron went. It was a made-for-TV production right. that kind of backfired. It put so much pressure on him, on the kids – it was their senior night. Not that they have a lot of seniors, but, uh, you know, just so much. Everything that you never see in a regular game, and it kind of backfired. And I think he blames himself for letting it get out of control. Uh, and now he's just saying, you know what? It's all about the kids, and I'm along for the ride. And you know what? And they are they are just being great. They are playing their ass off, and I love that, you know. Ooh. You know. Tell me about some of the players that you like on their team, you know, the way they're playing in the tournament. Well, you know, I, I think the kid Griffin, to me, has really stood out. Um, probably more than all the other kids. I mean, Paulo and all those guys. But, you yeah. know, Griffin has really stood out because of this. he's just been real stable. You know, he plays the game. He's not too high. He's not too low. And he always has a sense of this timely way on both ends of the court. Uh, but overall, as a team, they have played exceptional. And uh, I can't think of the kid's name, the kid they inserted into the starting lineup here. Um, you know, since he, you know, the insertion of their new starting guard, their new starting point guard. The point yeah, guard, Roach. Roach. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the Roach listen, is I mean, he's playing just playing great. lights out right now. And, you know, and I'm just telling you, their, their team is playing. But, you know, sometimes, Coach, you're right. You, know, you don't know how young people will respond. And when you get them out of their environment, you know, maybe just being in, in in Cameron, being at home, being in the pressure, the ACC, and you get them out of their environment where it's just kind of the team. 
and they can, you know, you kind of have, you know, that you're, you're there, you know, where, you know what the situation is and maybe this has been a good thing for them. So um, watching them play, they seem to be playing much more relaxed. They don't seem to be pressing as much, but more importantly, you could see they're, they're trying to defend. And even if you're wrong, if you just give the effort that's necessary. And that's what I always look for when I watch young teams or teams who are going to make a run in a, in a tournament like this is which teams are trying to work together on that end of the court. And right now, more than anything, I know they're getting a lot of attention for what they're doing on the offensive end, and, and, and those guys are playing great. But defensively, they are active. They're playing together. They are playing zone, man-to-man. They're doing things, and they're getting timely stops. And that's always been a, a, a mark for a Coach K team. You know they're always going to defend and give excellent effort. And right now you can see this team playing – with the second and third efforts necessary to win these games. You know, Carolina, uh, from Dean Smith through Bill Guthridge, who took over for Coach Smith, went to, I think he went to the Final Four his first year coaching, to Hubert Davis, who goes to the Final Four his first year taking over for, you know, Roy Williams. I mean, this succession at that place has been absolutely phenomenal. But the thing is, Every coach, obviously, Dean put in the system. Guthridge continued it. Roy Williams continued it because he was an assistant there before he went to Kansas. But Hubert, even though he was Roy's assistant for nine years, he's now broken the mold. He runs very little of their stuff that they ran in the past. First of all, that takes tremendous courage because your former boss is sitting right in the stands at every game, Mm -hmm. home and in the tournament. And I thought what Roy Williams said last night is he said he's never been more emotional because he's never been happier for a coach. And he's doing it his way, and he's thrilled by it. That takes what quite a leader to do that. But tell me what you've noticed about Hubert that surprised you as a coach. Well, you know, when I, when I played against Hubert as a, as a professional, um, you know, <laughs> which is so many years ago, he wasn't a – you know, he wasn't he wasn't emotional. You know, he was just kind of very matter of fact. But he was always a pro, and I always respected him, yes. especially in in New York and places he played. He was a, he was always a pro. The thing that's um, I think is translated as I'm watching him is he has a great demeanor on the sideline. He has a he has yes. a really great demeanor where you know what he's there present in the moment. Um, I've never seen him. You know, to see him get animated on the sideline and kind of like, oh, I didn't know Hubert could do that, you know, or Coach Davis, right? I didn't know he could do that. But he has a <laughs> really great demeanor. And when you listen to his interviews, right, he embodies leadership. He makes it about those kids. He really puts the emphasis on them. He allows them to play. And, and, and as you know, you, you've coached for many of years. He gives those kids confidence. Right. When you watch those kids play, yeah. they're playing with a level of confidence. Um, if there's one thing that I, I really respect about him and just watching him his first year is that how much confidence he gives those kids and how they are playing the way they don't hesitate. They know what they're running. They're well organized. But I think, you know, the way, you know, Carolina played and they've always had a very successful, you know, system and all those things. I think, you know, watching Hubert, Hubert is really embodied with this group. And you could see this team has taken on his identity. 
the way they play. And I think it's terrific. And I think every year is different, but he's really, you know, this team, he's captured whatever it is. You know, I don't know what it is, but I just do it when I see it. Coach, <laughs> coach has it right now. And they have this level of communication that works for them. But more importantly, they're, they're playing with a level of confidence right now where I think they are one of the teams that could win it. And, uh, but every team that's there, you know, is, is playing very well. But certainly, I think they feel really good about their chances as they head into the Final Four. You know, for those that, uh, of our listeners that have never seen or, you know, they're, you're too young to have seen Hubert Davis play, he was as pure a shooter yes, as you could ever see. Del, Del Curry, Hubert Davis, those guys, if they were open, they never missed, never missed. You run a play for them, and it was the way you diagrammed it. The ball went in the basket <laughs> at the end, and, and you look like a good coach, you know. But I noticed that he really give, empowers his players to shoot yeah. jumpers, which is, you know, it's well, just like he, he plays. That's you one know? thing and, he could do. Then, he could shoot that, it. He, he. Oh, yeah. And, and so many coaches now – when a player makes a mistake, I notice this at college all the time. They don't do it too much in the pros, hardly ever. But in the college game, if a player makes a mistake, his ass right. is coming out of the game. They, but by the time the ball hits the rim and it's coming off, they got the sub. They're throwing them in the game. That kills your confidence. And and Hubert, as you mentioned, I think is just doing the opposite. He's all about positivity, right. which I think is absolutely great. You know, uh, BJ, we're going to take a quick timeout, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the other matchup, which is Villanova, Jay Wright against Bill Self, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time in the great Kansas program, and then talk about who you think might be in the finals. So we'll be right back. I'm so excited to announce our new partner, Instat. Instat is a powerful web-based platform which enables you to store, edit, and share video linked to statistics. Their video database contains over 30,000 player profiles and nearly 7,000 team profiles. Thousands of basketball games from all over the world are uploaded daily, with many of them filmed exclusively by Instat. Instat's user-friendly interface is very intuitive. The flexible filtering system will fit the needs of coaches at all levels. You can sort through specific play types, locations on the court, lineups, and various other parameters. The Instat system contains multiple tools that clients from all over the world utilize for scouting, recruiting, coaching and player development, video editing, and tagging. They also take an individual approach to each client. The Wide network of Instat account representatives allow Instat to best serve their clients 24-7. Also, Instat production specialists will provide you with a quick and precise breakdowns of your team and opponents in less than 10 hours. Need a certain game ready sooner? Instat gives you the ability to prioritize the specific games you want the data for first. Instat also provides free individual player access. So feel free to invite your players to the Instat platform so they can access their page, follow their performance, scout opponents, and share clips with other players and coaches. After each game, they can receive an individual one-page PDF report and video clips with all box score statistics. For more details, please visit our official website, instatsport.com, 
forward slash basketball and apply for a free one-month trial using code COACHINGYOULIVE. Again, that code is COACHINGYOULIVE. Contact Eric Stang at eric.stang at instatsport.com for more information on this offer as well. And that's E-R-I-C period S-T-A-N-G at I-N-S-T-A-T sport.com or click the link in our show notes. Back with B.J. Armstrong and let's talk about that other Final Four game with Villanova. You know, sad as could be in the last minute of the game. Yes. You know, just having uh, just to see a player pop his Achilles at that stage uh, and I give the announcers credit. They saw it. I saw something pop on the guy, and I I just thought the guy you know slipped on the floor and uh, awkward fall. And what a damn shame! I mean, because he's their best defender, just more, and he's just a terrific player. And uh, it's just a darn shame that he won't be you know probably missed this year and probably all of next season. You know, with that Achilles, so really a shame because he's a, he's a pro prospect. Yeah, it's very unfortunate and. You know, as they say, injuries are part of the game. And, you know, I I don't like to see any player get injured. And that was certainly a very untimely injury for for him. So just want to wish him a speedy recovery. And I'm sure it's going to be very emotional for him on many different levels, but for the team and uh, and all, you know, for, you know, because he's a big part of why they are here and will have this opportunity. So. But as they say, you know, you know, the show must go on and uh, they have to find a way now to, you know, you hear this phrase all the time, next man up to really plug in and and, and really figure out how they're going to continue to perform. Because, um, you know, their team, you know, Coach Wright is a very defensive oriented coach. And, um, you know, the way they play. Um, it's a, it, I like their brand of basketball. I love how they play. I love what they do on the defensive end, and they go from defense to offense and then get out in transition. So, um, but they're going to miss him. Clearly, yeah. they're going to miss him, and they're going to need him or someone to fill in what he does or what he did, uh, what he brought to the team. I think it's going to be a, a tremendous game. Uh, Bill Self is just an incredible coach. He's a great X and O guy. Uh, because he runs terrific things, but he's a very sounds funny how he can be one of the, the highest paid coach in basketball and all the wins he's had and be somewhat underrated mm-hmm. because I think he is. Uh, but his, if you've ever coached against him, uh, when you prepare, he's got the best under out of bounds plays, he's got great sides out of bounds plays, he's tremendous out of timeouts. You don't usually see that about college coaches. And his players play so hard at both ends of the court. I think it's going to be a terrific game. Physically, they're not an overwhelming team, but right. I think where they really hurt you is they have they have really good depth and they play so hard. And a lot of same size players when they go small, they're really tough. So size wise, I think it's going to be a similar game. Yeah, I, I expect this to really be kind of a, a grind it out type of game and. You know, Coach Wright has, what do you got, two championships now? He's won two national titles, um, I believe. Yes. Uh, I think yes. he's won two. And, and, you know, Coach Self has had clearly 
a lot of success um, in the tournament. So I expect this to be a well-played game uh, just because you know the emphasis that will be put on both of these teams defensively. They'll know each other's stuff. And I think it's really going to come down to just the will of the game. And I think both of these teams will be able to play through first and second efforts. And I think it's going to come down to a key possession because um, I the way they're going to play. Um, but who knows? I think um, both of these you know, um, both of these schools have had so much success. Both of these yeah. coaches have had so much success. And I think, you know, you'll see the preparation be at an elite level. And obviously making shots will be one of the determining factors. But I think they will um, both grind this game out because I think they're just going to be, especially they'll have this much time to prepare for this first game all week. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's right. different when you, you're playing in between. But I think they will be ready. And I expect this to be a low scoring affair. Uh, I think you're probably right. What do you, I know you've played in a few domes uh, in the NBA. We had a few domes early on, um, you know, not too much anymore. Um, what's it like, you know, playing in a building of that size, you know, where there's going to be 69,000 people or whatever there, you know? Yeah. I never liked playing in the domes. And yeah. just, tough to just, shoot, right? Tough to shoot. The depth perception was always difficult to 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 judge or evaluate. And you know, the 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 the, the communication between the coach players, especially in my position being a point guard, you always want to have that connection while you're playing. It just it, it was always off to me. And um so I as I you know, started playing, I, I, I really adjusted my game. I really tried to dictate the tempo uh, much more to take advantage of, you know, transition more than any other time when I was playing because I, you seem like you never shot well. No one shoots well. <laughs> At least I never shot well in a dome. And um, so I always tried to play different in a dome to take advantage of, you know, the open space and get out. And luckily when I was in college, we were, Actually, we lost in the Dome. We lost in the Seattle Superdome, I, I believe, uh, uh, going to the Final Four in, the, in, the, in whatever, the Elite Eight, to who did we lose to? Vegas. Uh, wow. We lost to Coach. Uh, Tark? Yeah, to Tark. Yeah, we lost to those guys. Uh, we were up 20, but that's another story. What? Yeah, we were up 20. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, a, that's another one. That's another podcast. That's yeah, another podcast. podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so I always try to play open in the open court and transition, attack the basket, because I never shot well or most likely you don't shoot well unless you're like, uh, you know, Tark and those guys. They, they, they shot well. <laughs> Vegas shot well that day. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little different. You know, I think uh, – I don't know if Lute Olson only won the one championship at Arizona, uh, but I think it was in Indianapolis okay. in, the, in the Dome. And they had a really good team, really good guards, Miles Simon and uh, mm -hmm. all these guys. And I remember they shot under 37% for the entire game. Wow. It was like one of those games neither team could score. And because they couldn't shoot in the building, you know, and – I, I think that's a really hard thing, uh, you know. And I remember when we used to play, when you know, when the Pistons had the Silver Dome. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, and that yeah. Was, but, but the NCAA has done something interesting 
they've changed the way every court now in the dome is uh, they play now with an elevated court. Okay. Uh, that they think has helped things. Uh, I don't know how, but they have a pretty good, the seating is much better now because of that. Uh, but it, I, I would think I've had it a couple of times where I had to coach with an elevated floor. It's really hard to coach in, in that aspect because your seats are below the floor and you'll see the head coach will be sitting on a stool if he's sitting or standing on the mm -hmm. court and the, the bench is way below him down there. And it's like the orchestra and the concert or in the theater, you know, and really a different cult thing. So, so now as we get to these final four teams, who do you expect or what, what's your best prediction of who the teams might be in the finals on Monday night? We're never going to keep this and hold it back or replay Okay, it. let me ask you one question before I answer it. <laughs> who won the game Duke at North Carolina? Duke at – not North Carolina, at Duke. Who won that game? Uh, Duke, Duke, Duke at won, North Carolina. Yeah, Duke, Duke, Duke blew them out. Okay, Duke. Duke blew them out. Yep, okay. blew them out. And then, and then they came to the other place. They got on Duke early. Duke came back. And then the end of the game, the last, they just took Duke to town. Yeah. So – which is really now, now go figure. <laughs> so okay, that's a, so all that's right, I'm going to start off with that game first. I'm going to start with that game first. I'm going to go with, because I know you are a Coach K guy, I'm going with UNC, just for, you know, just to make it a little interesting. Okay. I'm going to go with okay. UNC. I'm going to go with them. Yeah, I'm going with them. I, I just think what I saw... What I saw in the in the game at 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 Cameron Indoor, not not Cameron, at at, uh, at Duke. I think yeah, Cameron. Yeah, is that Cameron? Is that Cameron Indoor? Yeah. Is that Cameron? Yeah, no, yeah. It's it's like Wrigley Field or yeah. I, I, I want to go. It's not I'm that gonna, iconic. No, I think it's going to be a tough stadium. game. I think that's going to be a tough game for a lot of reasons, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's going to be a tough game. But I think UNC. And I'm going to put Kansas. I think I think Kansas. I, I think Kansas. All right. Will, 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 I think those two will meet in the finals. I'm going to pick Duke. I'm I'm, I'm doing with Coach K would pat you on the oh, chest. Yeah. Are, you gonna, are you going? Are you going to start? Are you going to squat down and start? You know, you know, slapping the floor. I'm waiting for you to sl slap the floor right now. That's no. what I'm waiting for you to do. <laughs> no, and I'm not going to get Gary away, but I'm going to go with uh, Duke, and I'm and I'm going to go with Kansas also. Oh, you go with Kansas? I just think I think the injury is really going to hurt yeah. them, and I think Kansas can score a little better than Villanova. I I, I agree. I think it'll be a good close game, but I'm going to go with a now a final of Duke and Kansas. Who you're picking, and you're North Carolina and Kansas. I'm, I'm going. I'm going champion? with North Carolina. I'm going with Coach Davis. I I had I would be thrilled for him. Yeah, I'm going with Coach I would Davis. Be thrilled. I'm going with Coach. I'm, and, I'm, I, and I'm and I'm and I'm all about you know. I still read. I I still listen to my LeBron com at night to go to sleep. But also, I, uh, I story. <laughs> I'm big on late night storytelling. So I'm going to go with Coach K to. To go into the sunset, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, hey, uh, coaching uh, fantasy. You know what? Is this your this yeah, is your coaching this fantasy? Is, right here. Yeah, yeah, this is 
Yeah, one shining moment yeah, will be you know him, him crying, uh, him and Mickey, him and Mickey post game crying and everything, <laughs> and all the twenty eight grandkids. I think it'd be fabulous, and and so that's my storybook ending uh, uh, for Duke. The one shining moment. And we all go to French Quarter to Bourbon Street and have a hell of a time. Yeah, I, you so know, I, I, I mean, I love Coach K. And I, I told you I yeah, played for Coach I, K in the – this is the World Championships or, or one yeah, summer? Yeah, that's what you yeah, told me, yeah, World yeah, Championships. Yeah, so um, learned a lot. I remember he prob- learned a lot from him. Oh, he, he's, uh, he's wonderful. He's absolutely wonderful. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a joyous weekend, but it's also sad in a way that, you know, when it's like, you know, seeing one of your heroes the last time do something, whether it's, you know, Sinatra, Tony Bennett, right. you know, whoever that when they at the end of their careers and, uh, you know, as, as I just think, as, you know, as a baseball guy, your favorite player the last time they ever played. I think it's just amazing that we've seen someone that has able to sustain themselves at the same school for so many years, right. 42 years. Right. We'll never see that again. A coach at a, at a college for Who was the coach before he, he was there? Who was the coach that was there before him? Well, that's a great one. Uh, I'm going to take a flyer. I'm going to say Bill Foster. Bill Foster that and went to South Carolina. Bill Foster was the coach of Rutgers University okay. and in New Jersey. And uh, <laughs> Bill Foster... Growing up in New Jersey, used to have a wonderful basketball camp in the Pocono Mountains that I would work at as a counselor. Then he went to Duke, and then I believe he got an incredible financial offer uh, from uh, South Carolina to replace the great Frank McGuire. And uh, and then I think he finished his career at Northwestern University in your city of Chicago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really a wonderful man and, and a real uh, – he was a real legend in the game of – on a coach's side. Coaches loved him. He was really a great advocate for coaches when it was a field, a profession. You got to remember, when Wooden won 11 national championships, he never made more than $28,000 as a salary. John mm. Wooden. Imagine that. And so – I mean, this profession has gone to, you know, where we have three of the highest paid coaches in basketball are, are in this game, this weekend. Hubert Davis is the, is the young pup, <laughs> you know, starting out. <laughs> but these other guys are monsters, you know, financially. So, and their schools are. Was know, Coach, didn't programs. Coach Daly coach at Duke? Didn't he coach at Duke? Yeah, he was an assistant coach there. That's right. That's right. I remember yeah, to leave coaching me in high school, he had to get a better job. So that's you know that's what he did. He is he became that. You know, so we, we yeah we had uh, we had we had great coaches that went there. Uh, to Duke was a a real cradle of coaches back in the day, and and he was and he was there, and he was uh, UB Brown was an assistant. UB Brown was an assistant. I'm sorry, UB left me, and he became the assistant at Duke. Chuck was an assistant at Duke. Oh, with Hubie Brown. Chuck Hubie Rick. Brown and, and Hubie yeah. Brown and Chuck Daly were assistants. Chuck, not bad coaching staff. And then wow. Chuck uh, Chuck became the head coach of Boston College, replaced the legendary Hall of Famer Bob Cousy, was the coach of Boston really? College. Yeah. And when you hear what these men were making back then and to see where the business has gone, when Chuck uh, – when 
Dick Vital and I, and we love our, and we're so happy Dick is now coming through his cancer right. in an incredible way. When Dick and I went to the University of Detroit and he went as the head coach, he made $17,500 as his salary. Wow. I made 9000 I thought I had the lottery, oh. man. My first year out of college. Right? I did. And it, this is great, man. You can get paid for coaching. This is unbelievable. And, you know, and then, you know, and then you have guys like Chuck went to the NBA from the University of Pennsylvania for the same salary they made at Penn. Ivy League school, wow. Final Four team, $35,000. He went to the NBA as an assistant. Chuck Daly. Isn't that wow. wonderful? Yeah. So this is a great business, and it's and now I can imagine sixty nine thousand people or something will be there. Average ticket price for the game, probably you know three four hundred dollars a ticket. You know, and it'll be also prediction the highest secondary market ever for people coming to a game purchasing tickets. Yeah. So it's a great weekend to celebrate. And I, we're, I'm glad we're going to be able to see it. So that's Absolutely. me. BJ, you are the best, hey, man. I appreciate so you having always, me on, Coach. Good, good to learn oh, from you and, and and share this. One of the savants oh, of basketball, God, and, uh, you know, and uh, and BJ, uh, you know, you can he is worldwide now. He's just not in the U.S., even though he's a West Coast guy now, you know. He used to be my Detroit neighbor, but now he's a West Coast guy. Yeah. And but every night, every morning, you can hear BJ in in Europe. <laughs> and so he's in London every morning, every <laughs> afternoon, whatever, doing the NBA games of the weekend. Has phenomenal podcasts with our dear friend. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're we're all doing it on Hoop Genius. The Hoop Genius. Yeah. We're, 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 we're we're not as. We're not as far along as you guys over there coaching you, but we're, we're trying. We're trying, though. We, we, we are trying. We try to learn from the best. <laughs> Thanks, right, BJ. Thanks, appreciate you, brother. Me.